Morning prayer begins on page four. Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, which begins on page 459 for the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 68, the first 19 verses begin on page 419. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Like as the smoke vanisheth, so shalt thou drive them away. And like as wax melteth at the fire, so let the ungodly perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. O sing unto God and sing praises unto his name. Magnify him that rideth upon the heavens. Praise him in his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. He is a father of the fatherless, and defendeth the cause of the widows, even God in his holy habitation. He is the God that maketh men to be of one mind in an house, and bringeth the prisoners out of captivity but letteth the runagates continue in scarceness. O God, when thou winnest forth before the people, when thou winnest through the wilderness. The earth shook, and the heavens dropped at the presence of God, even as Sinai also was moved at the presence of God, who is the God of Israel. Thou, O God, sentest a gracious rain upon thine inheritance, and refreshed it when it was weary. Thy congregation shall dwell therein. For thou, O God, hast of thy goodness prepared for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of women that bear the tidings. Kings with their armies did flee, and were discomfited, and they of the household divided the spoil. Though ye have lain among the sheepfolds, yet shall you be as the wings of a dove that is covered with silver wings, and her feathers like gold. When the Almighty scattered kings for their sake, then were they as white as snow in salmon. 
As the hill of Bashan, so is God's hill, even an high hill as a hill of Bashan. Why mock ye so, ye high hills? This is God's hill, in the which it pleaseth him to dwell. Yea, the Lord will abide in it forever. Chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels, and the Lord is among them as the holy place of Sinai. Thou art gone up on high, thou hast led captivity captive, and received gifts from men, yea, even from thine enemies, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Praise be the Lord daily, even the God who helpeth us and poureth his benefits upon us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the nineteenth chapter of the book of Leviticus. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols, nor make for yourselves molded gods. I am the Lord your God. And if you offer a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord, you shall offer it of your own free will. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, and on the next day. And if any remains until the third day, it shall be burned in the fire. And if it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an abomination. It shall not be accepted. Therefore everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity, because he has profaned the hallowed offering of the Lord and that person shall be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest, and you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal, nor deal falsely, nor lie to one another. And you shall not swear by my name falsely, nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not cheat your neighbor nor rob him. The wages of him who is hired shall not remain with you all night until morning. You shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go about as a tale-bearer among your people, nor shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. You shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. You shall not sow your field with mixed seed, nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. <clears throat> Whoever lies carnally with a woman who is betrothed to a man as a concubine, and who has not at all been redeemed, nor given her freedom, 
For this there shall be scourging, but they shall not be put to death, because she was not free. And he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, a ram as a trespass offering. The priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before the Lord for his sin which he has committed, and the sin which he has committed shall be forgiven. When you come into the land, and you have planted all kinds of trees for food, then you shall count their fruit as uncircumcised. Three years it shall be as uncircumcised to you, it shall not be eaten. But in the fourth year all its fruit shall be holy, a praise to the Lord. And in the fifth year you may eat its fruit, that it may yield to you its increase. I am the Lord your God. Here endeth the first lesson. Ecclesiastes on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the first chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Philippians. <clears throat> but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard, and to all the rest, that my chains are in Christ, and most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident in my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. <clears throat> For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith 
that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all.
we um, finished up sort of our Old Testament history yesterday with the uh, end of Second Kings and the exile of Israel into or Judah, the southern kingdom in, in exile to Babylon. And um, it's interesting now we come back today and we're going to spend some time in Leviticus. We think about it thematically, especially in terms of the spiritual life, that the the exile of 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 Israel, both north and south, <clears throat> at, at this point in the Old Testament, makes a point that carries over into the New Testament that, um, you know, that, that comes out in St. Paul, all have sinned and fall short to the glory of God, that that Israel's best efforts left them in exile, which <clears throat> illustrates the human condition that isn't able to enter into the blessings of God on its own. <clears throat> so um, Christ does that for us. But um, that sort of confession, that awareness of, of our frailty, that's the beginning of the gospel, but not the end of the gospel. And when we learn, when we come to that experience of grace, and uh, repentance and forgiveness were sent right back to the law. So in a sense, we, we're going back today to Leviticus 19 to remember the very things that Israel had been told and didn't do and got exiled for. And we come back and, and, are, and are, are um, given the law of love again. And the difference in the Christian experience, as we said, is the Christ, Christianity is not about striving to do good failing, being forgiven, striving, failing, being forgiven, it begins with forgiveness. It begins with the baptismal death and resurrection, which we renew eucharistically, renew in our prayer. So our sins are forgiven. Now we're to go love, and in the Holy Spirit, life in the Spirit, we're able to begin to love, not perfectly, not in a way that saves us, but we can actually begin to love. We should note here in Leviticus 19 today that every week in the Eucharist we, talk, we recite the summary of the law, uh, and that consists of you know the two verses: "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind; and love your neighbor as yourself." And we see here that this isn't new that Jesus came up with. The first part of that comes from Deuteronomy chapter six, part of the great Shema of Israel. Um, and then here, the second part here, it was in Leviticus um, chapter 18, love your neighbor as yourself. So the idea of loving God and loving your neighbor as the foundation of the law is not a New Testament thing. It comes right out of Deuteronomy. But the, the governing principle of, of this chapter is be holy. And holiness can be misunderstood as like we're supposed to walk around with a kind of otherworldliness on our face or you know, or, or I don't know, dress strangely or something, but it really means to live life, holiness means that root set apart. And to be holy, to be set apart is to orient our whole life, not around the world and its ways, but around God and his ways. So we're set apart for him. And all these ordinances of Leviticus 19 highlight the way that life is to be oriented around God. Worshiping God is specifically here about love for neighbor, caring for the poor, being very concerned about the, the vulnerable of society. That's why they don't harvest the, the borders of your field, leave food for them to pick up, be generous. Why? Because God's generous. God freely gives. He, he leaves stuff for everybody. There's enough to go around. So we in our generosity, there should be enough to go around. 
and uh, justice. And it's an interesting line here that uh, justice is it's justice. Don't no partiality to the poor. That is, if a poor person um, does something wrong, they must have the consequence of what they've done wrong. And you need neither favor the wealthy. It's it's just because that's that's the that's what God is. God God is just. And and so this all this is ordering all of life around worship of God and love for neighbor, love for God, love for neighbor. And the temptation we always face in, in Israel faced and went into exile for is to take our eyes off of that kind of devotion and start looking at the world and saying, what do we need to do to get by? I mean, I mean if, you know, and, and we start saying, well, we're not going to be generous because there won't be enough. So we start holding back and we gain a little power and we start taking advantage of that power for our good and we we, we don't love those who we have uh, authority over we don't act like god who has authority over all and yet considers the very least and 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 has their eye for the for the with the fatherless the widow as as the psalm said and so it's, it's seeing all of life through the lens of god that's what being holy means and if we can connect it with Philippians today, it's still a very remarkable thing to note that St. Paul is in jail and he has this tremendously upbeat letter being in jail. Hey, I want you to know that, you know, this being in jail has actually turned out for the better because the palace guard is hearing the gospel and other people who are preaching are seeing that, that I'm able to testify in jail and they're more boldened by that. And he goes on to say that he's he's okay with whatever God has called him to do. He's ready to die for Christ, ready to live for Christ. That is the epitome of holiness. And um, we aren't there yet uh, in our lives, uh, quite like St. Paul probably, but this is the contours of it. And I, I think that to remember the Christian experience is, is we come to our prayer the conviction of the ways that we hold on to the world too much, and then the grace from the Spirit to go out and let go and love a little bit more. And a specific example we can get from St. Paul today is if when we're in jail, whether it's real or metaphorically, we feel stuck somewhere. I'm, I'm here. I can't get out of it. And we tend to complain and, and you know, uh, you know, just ask God to, 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 to get rid of this for us and get us back to comfort. And yet, St. Paul provides an example for us. Holiness tries, seeks, seeks the will of God in the midst of the thing we don't like. What is God doing in my life through this thing? How am I experiencing the grace of God in ways I wouldn't experience otherwise? What opportunities are there for growth here that wouldn't be in my life if all was well? Um, that's a hard perspective, but that's, that's holiness. It says God is Jesus is Lord. God is in control. If we are where we are, this is exactly where God wants us to be. And that's a hard truth sometimes, but, but it's, it's, um, and then looking, what is God doing here? And it's certainly fine to pray, you know, for relief and for good. And, but to the, the key to holiness is asking, um, 
what is God doing in my life through the actual circumstances I'm living and embracing that, that work of God, rather than complaining and always trying to run from the things that are painful, seeing because that's the way we serve God in all things. And it's an aspect of holiness, being holy as God is holy. A few thoughts about today's lessons. Continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led in the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris and Robert and Bishop. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everyone. I look forward to seeing you this evening. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a great day, everybody.